Welcome back or welcome to the Business in Board Shorts podcast, the only podcast dedicated to coastal entrepreneurs and business owners. In this episode, I talk with Jim Adams from University City, Missouri. He's the owner of Catalyst Personal Training and Nutrition, and is also the host of the Masters in Fitness Business podcast. As Jim and I were about to conclude our episode, it turned into something a little bit more, and I wanted to share that on the podcast. Enjoy the second half of our conversation. That's super exciting stuff you have going on. Let me finish this off with three questions for you. Mm-hmm. First, but you- first, I mean, hold on. I, can I inject something in here? Because uh, before we started recording, you said you were going to talk about how I got into fitness. And that's how I opened the business. But how I got into fitness was I was an athlete all through high school. I wrestled. I ran track. I was too small for football. When I graduated high school, I went on a hayride with my buddy, Frank. And we were goofing around. And I fell off the wagon and ran over me. Jacked me up pretty good. I mean, to the point where I died for a little bit. I had the whole afterlife experience and everything. Um, And it changed my life, right? I mean, those tend to be kind of watershed moments, and it definitely was for me. Uh, it continues to still be, continues to still be a driving force in my life, what I experienced when I died. I started taking better care of myself. I came out of the hospital. I lost 20 pounds. They had kind of cut me open like they were field dressing me because they didn't know what was going on. So they had to basically fillet me. And, um, and so I had this long incision here and I don't know if you've ever been cut or had surgery, but when you have incisions healing, they get really tight. So every time I would stand up straight, it would feel like it was going to rip open. So I was like crouched over. I was really frail and weak. I lost my spleen. So they said, your immune system is going to be compromised. So they were painting this picture. Like I was going to be this frail, sickly, weak person my whole life. And I said, that the I am pardon my language, but that's what I said. Uh, You know, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start eating better. I'm going to start taking care of myself, all these things. And I was enrolling in college and I wanted to be a social worker. Matter of fact, that's what I was right out of school, but all my electives I would take in, you know, exercise science, kinesiology, uh, biology, nutrition, things like that for just, again, scratching my own itch. And then after I graduated, I got a couple of jobs doing social work in some hospitals. And then an old girlfriend of mine says, this guy's opening up this training studio. And I was doing bodybuilding at the time, too. I mean, I took it to the point where I started bodybuilding, went from not working out at all to bodybuilding. Um, And then he said, are you interested? I was like, she said, are you interested? I said, absolutely. So then he hired me in 1990. Uh, and surprise, surprise, it paid more than social work. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's how I got started with my own fitness and it continues to drive me today. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't get off here without telling that story. That's amazing. We, we've known each other for a couple of years and I, I did not know that. So I thank you for sharing. Yeah. I don't talk, I don't talk about it very often because p- then people want to know about the experience and what it was like and what you got out of it. And it's, it's really difficult for me to explain, you know, the best I can s- tell people is that I saw things 
but not with my eyes, if that makes sense. Was there what, like, what, what did you feel? Was there, was there like an ultimate peace and content that you felt? Yeah. What I found is that death is very pleasant. Uh, it was very pleasant. I felt my soul leave my body. I physically felt my soul detach from my body and leave. And then I felt myself ascending and on the, as I was ascending, I was aware of specific people, individuals that were there that I couldn't see, but I could feel them. And, and it was people that I didn't know were there uh, because afterwards I would ask visitors. I said, was so-and-so here? Was so-and-so here? And they would say, yeah, they were all, we we're all in the waiting room praying for you. And so I realized then that people have energy, you know, people put out energy. So that whole world is real. Uh, at least it is to me. People do put out energy and there is something to be said for the energy that you put out determines what kind of energy you are open to receiving. Right. Um, so that was one. And then I was with a being call them, call it whatever you will, but it just made me feel very welcome and warm. And then there were, there were, I wouldn't call them individuals, maybe spirits kind of on the other side that I felt like I knew and wanted to see me, but, uh, the, I, I couldn't get to them. I wasn't allowed to get to them. And then, um, I got the message that it wasn't my time. And then I uh, woke up in the um, intensive care. And how old were you when this happened? 18. The biggest change for me was the elimination of fear in my life. Because one, I realized that life is precious. You don't know when you're going to go. You can go at any time. And I do remember feeling like I'm not ready. There's so many things that I still want to do. Uh, there's so many things that I haven't done that I want to do. And so coming out of that, I had a sense of urgency to do them all now. And so the fear around them was pushed out by the sense of urgency to do them while I could. So I, I was all about getting done. Uh, not sitting around, not hoping it's going to come to me, but like working towards it. Right. Um, and, and then that, and then that incredible lack of fear um, that I had, um, I was able to overcome because I one realized that death, one, there is something after death and how I live my life determines that. And, and I wouldn't, I'm not a religious guy. I'm a spiritual guy. I don't, participate in any religions, but I do a lot of spiritual stuff. Um, but how I live my life definitely determines that, but it's a very pleasant experience. And there are, there's a, there's an exist, existence beyond this. And then there are spirits that kind of exist in the ether kind of in between people give off energy. So I pay more attention to my gut. So I try to lock into people's energy. And then, and then the, as I've gotten older with it, um, the thing that I find that brings me contentment, I wouldn't say happiness, but contentment. And I would say the difference is happy is like, 
oh, I've got this. I'm happy. I've got this. I'm happy. Contentment is more like I'm happy with what I've got versus I'm happy because I got this. And contentment is I'm happy with what I have and I'm very grateful for everything that I have right here in this moment. So I find the the, the key to me being content is um, listening to my soul. And the way that I do that is I go uh, really quiet because your mind, my mind is very noisy. And I find that minds tend to be noisy where like I would, um, and we've all done this. And like an example is like uh, you can, latch onto a thought and have it run it, run it, run you down this crazy rabbit hole with it. Like say you've broken up with your girlfriend and you loved her. And then you say, and then the thought is, I know Bob's going to move in on that. And then next thing you know, you see Bob having sex with her and, and then you see yourself running into Bob and killing Bob in some horrific way. (laughs) Right. And so you, you know, I, I would create all of this anxiety and stress in my life because I would take a thought like it was real and just run with it. So what meditation is allowing me to do is just kind of, uh, it's almost like I'm sitting on the side of the road and those thoughts are kind of cars passing, right? I don't have to think, I don't have to react to them or pay attention to them if I don't want to. And so that gives me the options. Um, and then also, um, my physical body, like if I'm, um, not feeling well, if I have an injury, if I'm not rested, then my physical body talks to me and changes the way I all, uh, I, um, experience stimuli, stimuli around me. Right. So if I could, if I am able to push those out and just pay attention to my soul, and listen to my soul, then that brings me contentment. And an example of that is like when I meditate on something, I'm a um, big fan of the Tim Ferriss podcast. And he had a guest on and he said his guest would sit down, have tea with Mara. And what that meant, it's just symbolic. Like say, if there's something that's bothering you, most people avoid it, right? Hoping it's going to go away or somebody else is going to have to deal with it or something like that. Well, having tea with Mara is like when I meditate, if something's bothering me, I figure out, okay, what's bothering me? Why is it bothering me? Then I sit down and I have tea with it. I have a conversation with it. Like, okay, I am not okay with this in my life. What are my options? How do I deal with it to uh, either coexist with it or eliminate it from my life? So when... I sit down and get in touch with my soul. My soul tells me what's wrong, right? And if I listen, then I can find out what's wrong. And then I can sit down with it, have a conversation with it. And then uh, when I come out of meditation, then I have a plan going forward of how I'm going to change that. Uh, um, uh, Like what's one example uh, that I can use? Oh, I know what it was. I was feeling really, uh, I'm trying to launch this new business, right? So I'm feeling really anxious because I have a lot on my plate. I'm trying to run Catalyst, you know, coming out of a pandemic, you know, brick and mortar coming out of a pandemic. Uh, I'm trying to keep up with the podcast as it's growing and I'm trying to launch Fit University. So I have a lot on my plate and I'm a single dad and I have a four-year-old. It's a lot, right? So what I would find myself is feeling really anxious. 
And then when I feel anxious, then I um, get snappy at people around me at this anxiety. So when I sat down um, with and meditated on it and had tea with it, I realized that I only have so much time and I like to dedicate a lot of time to filling my cup. And that means working out, reading, working out. Um, I go to Pilates, I do jujitsu, I do strength training. Uh, I play hockey with my buddies once a week. Um, it's a lot. Uh, but I also, it's important for me to get these businesses up and, and running, right? So what I realized is that I had a time crunch and then I had to make a choice. So I had to temporarily put a lot of those uh, activities on hold so that I could knock this out and do these like little sprints to knock it out. So I had to give up my time and I had to be willing to do that and be happy about it, not resentful about it. And, and then you take that time and use it to focus on um, what I needed to get done so that I could get it off my plate or get it to a, a, a manageable or maintenance level. And then I can insert those things back in because I don't want, because when I first opened Catalyst, I would sacrifice myself all the time. You know, I, I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't train. And I found myself two years in owning business being in the worst shape of my life, you know? And here I am owning a personal training studio in the worst shape of my life. So then that's when I had tea with that and said, okay, I got to prioritize myself. What would I tell my clients? Right. So then that's what I did. And then, so that's what became a priority. Same thing with all work and no play. I sat down with it and I decided, okay, coffee, like before um, uh, COVID, I would have coffee with someone at least once or twice a week. It wasn't necessarily work related, but like I developed some great working relationships from it. Like Ivan, my CFO, my part-time CFO, that's how I met him. We were friends and then we would go to coffee together and we would talk about meditation and other things. And then he said, oh, by the way, I'm starting this business. Do you know anybody who needs this? And I said, yes, I do. Me. (laughs) So, uh, and then he's helped me tremendously. So just those little kind of incremental things that I wouldn't be aware of or have the ability to implement plans to move forward with them, to be content and not like wait for like, oh, when I get this business up and running, I'm going to be happy. It's like, no, I'm pretty content now, but I would also like to get this business up and running. Thank you so much for coming on. Everything you just shared was amazing. And I appreciate you diving into that and, and, and talking through that. Um, it's pretty special and unique. I wish you all the best. And, and hey, I know we just met up a couple of weeks back, but uh, I'll have to come down again and we're going to have to get, get some more uh, gator tacos. Yeah, absolutely. And then I got to come up to Wisconsin, but it's got to be in the summertime because I hate cold weather. <laughs> I too, right? I shouldn't even be living here. 